0: think about this in particular verses of scripture it says make a joyful noise unto the Lord all you lambs now I wonder what them folks think about that you can read all throughout the book of Psalms where the Bible says to make a joyful noise unto the Lord shout unto the Lord Put your hands together for the Lord. Yeah. Clap your hands, all you people. Yeah. Amen. What do they... I'm trying to figure out how they get that. Listen, you can come to church, but don't you clap. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. You amen. Yeah. If somebody said amen, they might fall out somewhere in the pew. Yeah. Being embarrassed. I'm here to tell you. God saved me. I have nothing to be ashamed of tonight. Amen. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates. You know what they're talking about there, church? Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name. The Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And His truth endureth to all generations. Three reasons tonight to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Let us pray. Father, Lord, we do count it a privilege and honor to come to you one more time on this side of heaven in prayer. And Lord, we thank you so much for what you've done for us already today and the great blessings that we've shared with one another. Blessings that will last an entire lifetime. Amen. Takes place in church services. And Lord, we thank you for the wonderful service this morning, but here as we embark upon a new hour, a new message. Lord, I pray that you will show up again. Help us in a mighty way. God, I pray that you would give us a special anointing tonight, because without the anointing, we can do nothing ado without you. Lord, I pray you would give us blessings from heaven. Touch those that need a touch tonight. And Lord, we'll be careful To praise you and give you glory for all that you do. In Jesus' name we do humbly ask. Amen. 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 You may be seated. This is the only psalm in the Bible, if I looked over it all correctly, that bared the inscription, A Psalm of Praise. A psalm of praise can almost be translated tonight a song... Of thanksgiving. It may have even been written to have been sung while people were offering the Old Testament sacrifices of thanksgiving. From ancient times, the Psalms has been used in the daily services of the synagogue of the Old Testament church, if you would. And verse one there in Psalm 100 is pretty much a repetition. Of Psalm 98, four that says make a joyful noise. Unto the Lord all the earth. Make a loud noise. And rejoice and sing praise. Yeah. The first church we ever pastored there was an elderly gentleman there. I guess uh, I just got under his crawl And the people got under his crawl because... When the church began to grow and prosper, someone would take his seat. He would get aggravated when he would come in and Brian the fourth row on this side back near the window was taken. He'd get completely agitated. And boy, we had some good services and I'm talking about we we went to a church that I was told had no one on the altar for 13 years. We preached a trial sermon there, Brother David, and people was on the altar that morning and that night. Yeah. One of the very first services we had, thirteen people were saved in one service. God was blessed, and I'm just—I don't know why God chose to bless that little place, but He did. And I'm just glad I was along for the ride to be part of it. Man. And uh, but He would get so aggravated. He said he—he he went to the deacons on me. <laughs> David, he went, they went, he went to him, he said, you're going to have to do something with him. What do you mean? Church is doing good. What do you mean we have to do something with him? He says, well, he preaches too long and he preaches too loud. And I was like, boy, he, ha- he needs to hear some of my friends. <laughs> they preach a whole lot louder and longer than I do. And... Uh, uh, they they basically said, look, and if you've got a problem with him, you need to go talk to him. And he did. He came to me. He said, I've done went to the deacons. They won't do nothing about it, so I'm coming to you on my own. I said, well, buddy, what can I do for you? You preach too long, and you preach too loud. I'm tired of it. Guess what Scripture the Lord had me to preach from the very morning He gave me that. Right here in Psalm 98. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. And boy, I tell you what. You're talking about something that will bind up a service or a bind up a church. It don't take but one to grieve the Spirit of God. And when they begin grieving it, it grieves the whole crowd. original word signifies a glad shout when you talk about that particular scripture. And it makes reference to loyal people uh, giving shouts of praise when the king appears amongst them. I don't know about you, but every once in a while I like getting a glimpse of the king. (laughs) And when the king shows up and passes by, I can't help but to give him a good hallelujah handshake, amen, with a... Whoop. Yeah. Glory to God every once in a while. Why is that, preacher? Because I tell you, God's done something for us that no one else can do for you. Yeah. He has uh, put something deep down inside of you that nobody, nobody can put inside of you. Amen. And nobody can take it out of you. Amen. I'm telling you, God has done it for us. Amen. Yeah. For we that are saved tonight, we got something deep down inside, my friend, that... Uh, will truly bless you the remainder of your life. Everyone's heard the story of the preachers of old that say, Hold my mule while I shout. Y'all ever heard that? I've even pulled that out and thrown it. Hold my mule, David, while I shout. Amen. (laughs) There's a true story of where that came from. A church ran into difficulty when the elders decided, or the deacons decided, that one man was shouting too much in church. They thought that he might disturb the very distinguished guest the church was suddenly now having. So the elders called the pastor aside and notified him that this shouter must be refrained. The pastor told them, I won't tell him to stop shouting, but I'll go with you if you wish to tell him. So soon off, they went to visit this farmer, the shouter. And as they drove down the dusty road to the house, they found him plowing in a huge field with his mule near the fence line. One elder spoke for all the others, stating how they had voted to ask him to hold the shouting down when in the worship service. And the potential problem that it was going to cause them if he didn't stop. The old farmer quickly stated these words. He said, you see that beautiful wife sitting over yonder? God gave her to me. He said, you see that beautiful farmhouse sitting right there, boys? God gave us that house. He said, you see those beautiful children playing in the yard? God gave us those children. You see all this beautiful land, this pasture? God gave me this land. And when I get to thinking about all that He's done for me, I just kind of can't help it, y'all. Would somebody hold my mule while I shout? Hey, and they grabbed a hole. I can see it now. That's the only part of the story that I've read. But I guarantee you, they had them deacons back there behind that mule. They was holding the mule and he was taking a lap around the pasture. Amen. Amen. He was taking a lap for God Said, Hey, I know that God's given me all of this. Hold my mule, boys. I'm fixing to shout now and we ain't even in church service. Amen. Hey, I know some people think we probably slap crazy. I can't help it, I'm like him, I got the can't help it sometimes. I'll be listening to a song in the car and it moves my heart, my tears get to rolling, I get to shouting and my windows is rolled up, I roll the windows down. Let the world hear it. Have been known to stop the car at the stop sign, take a lap around the car once or twice and just shout under God, say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for my 2004 beat-up Kia with 200,000 miles. Praise God, it still runs and I'm yeah. still a-going. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen. God's blessed us too much to not let the world know right. what He's done for us. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Three yeah. reasons tonight of why we should rejoice. Why we should make a re- joyful joyful noise. First of all, we have a... Song to sing. Amen. Yeah. Psalms 102. Psalms chapter 100 verse number 2 says, Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Amen. It tickles me to death to hear people sing about God. Yeah. And I'm telling you what. I'll be honest with you. I've heard some folks sing that couldn't carry a tune in the bucket. But they had God all over them and the Lord just come down and blessed the entire congregation. Amen. And you're sitting there going, what in the world is going on here? Amen. But it's God. Amen. It ain't all about how you sound. It's about the anointing of God that's on your life when you let it better out, right? You know what I'm saying? It's about God and what He delivers unto you. Amen. And then, boy, and we've seen it not too long down there in Florida. They, they, they got, That old gal got up there for camp meeting, couldn't, couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. And, boy, the place just went berserk, you know. I mean, God just came down in the place and everybody just having a wonderful time. And then after her, a fellow came up there. He had 1,400 CDs on his table. They introduced him as some big recording star. They introduced him as, as so-and-so, but he was just trying to make it in gospel music, this, that, and the other. And he stood up there and he picked his guitar and he sang and he just killed the entire service. Yeah. Right. Just killed it. And the only thing was, truth be told, she had God and he didn't. Amen. Maybe she had truly uh, had a salvation experience. Maybe he had a salvation experience. Maybe he was just carnal. Yeah. Maybe he hadn't given his all to the Lord. Maybe he was doing it for the wrong reasons. Amen. Hey, when we get up and sing a song or preach a message, we're surely not doing it where people can see us. We're doing it for the glory of God and God alone. Amen. 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 He deserves to be praised. We have a song to sing about the blood. Revelation 5, 9 says, And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. And thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue, people and nation. I've got a song about the blood. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus yeah. What can make me whole again Nothing but the blood of Jesus Oh, precious is the flow That makes me white as snow No other fount I know Nothing but the blood of Jesus. You see, that's the only way Amen. we can reach heaven. Amen. Amen. It's to go by His precious blood that He shed for us to where we may be saved in an act of repentance. Folks, He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man can come to the Father but by Him. Amen. We have a song about the blood. But we have a song about His Blessings. Psalm 21, verse 1 through 6. The Bible says, this is a Psalm of David. He says, The king shall joy in thy strength. O Lord, and in thy salvation how greatly shall he rejoice. Thou hast given him his heart's desire. What about that? He's given him his heart's desire. And it's not withholding the request of his lips. For thou preventest him with the blessings of goodness. Thou settings a crown of pure gold on his head. He asked life of thee, and thou gavest it him, even length of days, forever and ever. His glory is great in thy salvation. Honor and majesty hast thou laid upon him. Thou hast made him most blessed forever. Thou hast made him exceeding glad with thy countenance. We have a song about our blessings. Amen. 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 Oh, we've been blessed beyond measure. Look at the very air that you breathe. You know who gave you that air? God of heaven, the creator. Amen. Amen. Who gave us a roof over our head and food on our table? I got a song about blessings. Mm -hmm. As the world looks upon me As I struggle alone they say I have nothing, but they are so wrong. Amen. In my heart I'm rejoicing. Yes. Oh, I wish they could see. Thank you, Lord, Amen. for your blessings on me. Amen. There's a roof up above me. I have a good place to sleep There's food on my table And shoes on my feet You gave me your love, Lord And a fine family Thank you, Lord For your blessings on me we got blessings, amen. amen. We got blessings beyond measure, and if God never chooses to bless us again, we've been blessed enough. More than, More than enough, our dear brother just sat here, I'm here to tell you, God has blessed us enough soon as He saved us, Amen. He doesn't have to do anything else, but you know what? Amen. He does, and I'm glad that He does. Amen. Yeah. We have got so many of God's blessings. We've got an acceptance that can never be questioned. We've got an inheritance that can never be lost. A deliverance that can never be excelled. A grace that can never be limited. A hope that never can be disappointed. A bounty that never can be withdrawn. A joy that need never be diminished. A nearness to God that can never be reversed. A peace that can never be disturbed. A righteousness that can never be tarnished. A salvation that can never be canceled out. Folks, I'm here to tell you tonight, by the glories and graces of God, I'm glad God keeps me. Amen. Hey, listen, if there's any moving away, it's on behalf of me. It ain't behalf of God. I can prove that to you tonight. Amen. Listen, I've seen people backslide on God and get out of God's will. Act like heathens. Lord, have mercy. They need to get right with God. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, those types of individuals bother me. Uh, I don't know if they even got the goods when they got saved. Amen. Uh, listen, we are when God moves in, it changed my life. I didn't want to go back to living the same way that I used to live. Yeah. 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 I didn't want to. It changed me, Sister Lucy. It changed me forever. I've not always been, uh, I've not ever always been making the right decisions in life. I've, I've made some bumbles. I've made some stumbles. And I've fallen upon God and, and, and failed Him and failed Him miserably. But who in here have not? Amen. The thing is, is when you fall, you've got to get yourself up and get on track. What do you mean, preacher? You f- now listen. I'm not talking about a backslid on God, slam away from Him. I couldn't go back to Him. No, I ain't say that. I said, there's been time in my life I've been cold. Yeah. Yours too. Amen. Huh? There's been time in uh, our lives, Joe, when our faith gets a little bit weak, and and when we're under attack by the devil, and you just wonder what in the world's going on, and how in the world can you get back to where you was. Oh, just follow the cross. Yeah. A little old girl was lost. True story, I believe it was in London. Yep. I don't remember if it was a little girl or a little boy or a little child. And it was out there looking. You know the story, David. As he was out there looking around. He's trying to find his way home. And he's crying. Yep. A little police car pulled by. And the police officer looked out and said, Son, where are you at? Where are you? You look like you're lost. He said, yes, sir, I'm lost. I can't find my way. But if you'll show me the cross, I'll find my way home. Amen. And what he was meaning was, "You mean? what do you mean you find your way home if you can see the cross? He said, well, I live over there by the church. And if you can just show me where that cross is on top of that church, I can get my way home. Yeah. And he said, get in the car, boy. I'll take you to the church. And he took him to the church, and his house was right behind it or right beside it, and he found his way home. Folks, people can find their way home if they'll just look toward the cross. Amen. Oh, listen, we're just sojourners here. We're just passing by. We're just uh, we're just on a temporary stay. When this life is over, we're going to spend eternity forever in a place called heaven. And that's what we're living for today. My goodness. As a minister was addressing a group of young men... He took a large piece of paper and he made a black dot in the center of it with a marking pen. Then he held the paper up before the group and asked them what they saw. One person quickly replied, I see a black mark. Right, the preacher replied. What else do you see? Complete silence prevailed. Don't you see anything other than the dot, he asked? a chorus of no's that came before the audience. I'm really surprised, the preacher commented. You have completely overlooked the most important thing of all, the sheet of paper. Yeah. Then he made this application. He said that in life, we're often distracted by small, <laughs> I like this, We're often distracted by small dot-like disappointments or painful experiences. And we're prone to forget the innumerable blessings we receive from the hand of the Lord. But like the sheet of paper, the good things are far more important than the adversities that monopolize our attention. Someone had written these words of wisdom. It says, as you travel down life's pathway, may this ever be your goal. Keep your eye upon the donut and not upon the hole. (laughs) You see, rather than concentrating on the trials of life, we should affix our attention on His blessings. I guarantee you tonight, if you could line up all your blessings and line up all your storms and problems, you'll have way more blessings than you have problems. But we want to focus on the little problems and trials of life instead of the blessings of God. Amen. And boy, when you focus on the blessings of God all the time, it'll change your attitude and way you live. Amen. It'll help you put a smile on your face when there's nothing to smile about. You know what I'm saying tonight? I'm telling you what. We can say with the psalmist as he said in Psalm 60, 18, Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits. Yep. Yeah. We are loaded with benefits from God. Yeah. Loaded. Listen, we may not have the best of clothes. We may not have the most of money. We may not have the best of worship facilities. We may not have uh, the best of cars that money can buy. But you know what? When you're a child of God, He said, I've loaded you down with benefits. One of those great benefits is that I can go and talk to Him about anything, anytime, anywhere. No matter what my situation may be, I can bow my head before a loving God and talk to Him and allow Him to minister to me no matter what the situation is. Amen? Amen. But there's a thing there that you gotta remember. There are barriers to prayer. And when your life is not up to par with God, your prayer life's not being answered. Amen. Well, it's being answered, but he's just not hearing you at the moment. How about that? Because the Bible says iniquity will stand in the way of you in your prayer. And the Bible even says when my home life, my relationship with my spouse is not the way it should be, I'm binding up the ears of God as well. Amen. Yeah. I want to have communication with the Father of Heaven. How do I do that? Stay as far away from sin as you can. Try to live the best, holy, sanctified life that you can within Christ Jesus. And serve God with gladness in your heart. Then you won't have to worry about the Lord turning a deaf ear to you. He'll listen to every word you got to say. But people will say it. You've heard it. People lost as a ball in high weeds don't know Jesus Christ from Adam. I'll be praying for you. Don't be praying for me. You're wasting your breath. Find me somebody that loves God. Let them pray for me. Amen. 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 Who do you think he's going to listen to? <laughs> that one close to him or oh, that and that's done wanna fall off. Backslid night in the world. Hey who do you think he's gonna to listen to? Amen. The only thing he's gonna to listen to is when that sinner comes back. Amen. Yeah. Come back to the Lord. That's when he's gonna hear them. amen. I mean, I've talked with people that have never had a salvation experience. And they'll say, I'm praying for you, preacher. I'll be praying for them. They need to pray for repentance themselves. And that's the only prayer that God will hear, is a prayer of repentance. We have a song about our birth. Psalms chapter 40, verse 1 through 3. I waited patiently for the Lord. And He inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. And He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it, and fear, and shall trust in the Lord. We have a song to sing tonight, church. But not only that, we have a shepherd that is... Sufficient. The psalmist tells us there in verse 3 of Psalm 100, Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us and not of ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. He's a gracious shepherd. Amen. Listen to the words of the 23rd Psalm. You probably know it by heart, some of you. Another Psalm of David. He says, The Lord, this is the picture of a gracious shepherd. Before me in the presence of mine enemies, thou anointest my head with all my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He's a gracious shepherd. He's not only a gracious shepherd, but he's a good shepherd. John 10 verse 11 through 15, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd whose own sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth. The wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. When a shepherd would be hired out for the field. A true shepherd of the flock. The owner of that herd would not want to see a long list of resumes. They would not want to see how many sheep that they were over. The very first thing, brother Charles, that one that was hiring a true shepherd to watch over a flock of sheep would do is he would tell that shepherd boy to unrobe. Unrobe. And that, that shepherd boy would un, completely naked, would completely unrobe for the owner. And he would examine the shepherd's body. He knowed if there wasn't any scars there, he wasn't a true shepherd. He'd look upon that shepherd and he'd see scars from one side of his belly around to the other and upon his back chunks of flesh been removed from his legs, his ankles, and his feet, his hands. He would look at that boy like that, and he'd say, You're the one that I'm wanting to hire. And he would hire him with all the scars because he knew he was the good shepherd. He knew that he would go to fight for the flock. And when the raven and wolves would come into the flock and try to scatter them and try to defeat them and try to kill them and eat them and take them off somewhere and drag them off, he knew that that shepherd would fight to the very last drop of his might to save that one shepherd. Wasn't easy to get a job for a shepherd because you had to prove that you was one. And you had to prove that you were going to do a good job in what you were called to do. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, our great shepherd took the scars. As they took the cat of nine tails and whipped it across his back and removed the flesh from his body. Beat him with their fists till he was a bloody pug. I put the crown of thorns upon his head and squeezed it down to blood profusely came out of his forehead. Hammered the nails through his hands and through his feet. The blood was shed where the blood fell <laughs> on Mount Calvary. The good shepherd gave his life Amen. for you and I, the sheep. Yeah. What a great, wonderful thing for us that happened to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Now We know that what happened to him was awful. Yeah. But what I'm saying to our benefit tonight, if that hadn't have happened to Christ, we would have no Savior. Amen. Amen. He took it for us. He is the gracious shepherd. He's the good shepherd, but he's also the great shepherd. Hebrews thirteen twenty. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant. You see, we have a song to sing. We have a shepherd that is sufficient. But thirdly tonight, and I'll be done, we have a sanctuary that's worth supporting. Bible tells us in Psalms, chapter 100, and verse 4, Enter into His gates with thanksgiving. Into His courts with praise, be thankful unto Him, and bless His name. It's commanded tonight that we go to church. Yeah. Hebrews 10, 25 says, for not, for not forsaking yourself, the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, as so much the more as you see the day approaching. I just seen a study the other day, an estimated 48%, 48% of churchgoers attend an average of once a month. That is nearly half of the people that say they go to church only go once a month. Once a month. Where is people's priorities? The average size of any church in America, you've got churches our size, you've got churches a lot bigger, you've got churches a lot smaller, the average size of a church in America, you average them all together from the very few to the many thousands, the average church in America has 28 members, 28 members. And I believe it's because of the faithfulness of the people. It's commanded unto you and I that we should go to church. There's a contentment there. Psalm 36 and 8 says, They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasures. They shall be abundantly satisfied. That refers to giving a weary traveler a cool drink of water. Folks, we are weary and we're traveling in a land. We've got to offer them a cool drink of water to where they can get revived, where they can get uh, uh, what they need back inside of them to get them back on their feet again. Now we're talking spiritually now. Some are so spiritually thirsty. They are thirsting to death in a dry, barren land. Many people across this world belong to a church but won't go to it for some reason or the other. Amen, Folks, I'm here to tell you, and my, my wife can tell you, my mother can tell you to, to go to date past the time I were married. But the time that I was saved, I never had no problem with church attendance. Yeah. I knew what God gave me. I knew where God gave it to me. And I wanted it more each and every week. Amen. God is a good God. Amen. We've got a sanctuary that's worth and worthy of your support tonight. Psalmist David says in 84 and 10, he says, For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. Amen. I'd had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. It's a place where you can get cheered up. Amen. He says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Glad. How many of you was glad to be in church today? How many were just glad to be here? Amen. Amen. We went to Mike McCoy's um, camp meeting up in Tennessee. And. I can say this. I was just glad to be there. Amen. I didn't have to preach. I didn't have to sing. I didn't have to do nothing. I was just glad to be part of the service. Amen. Because remember from this morning when God shows up, He often shows out and great things happen. Yep. Amen. You remember the passage of Scripture that I read to you about doubting Thomas. You see, he missed it the first time Christ appeared in the upper room. He missed it. Yeah. He missed Sunday night service and he missed the Lord Jesus. wonder how bad he felt when Jesus showed up the next week and showed himself to him. True story, and I'll close with this. A 90-year-old man was urged by his wife one cold, rainy day to stay at home from church. But the elderly man answered his wife with these words, Honey, the Lord may show up today and cheer us up. I don't want to miss him if he does. I've heard folks say this. Preacher, I've had an awful week. I couldn't make it to church. Let's get you on the boat to recovery. Get in the house of God. This is a hospital for the hurting. This is a healing station for the spiritual bound. Preacher, I couldn't come to church. I just had a rough morning. You know why the devil wants to make you have a rough morning where you won't come get a blessing? Amen. Well, preacher, we just can't make it today. Just can't make it. Like I told him in Sunday school, got kind of graphic with it. I got a little splinter in my finger, preacher. I can't come to church. makes me want to say, cut off your finger and come on to the house of God. Listen, I said it this morning, I'll say it again. If this man right here can come to church, (laughs) we ain't got no excuses. Running low on blood. Not making none. Ain't nothing we can do, Mr. Bradley. I believe he told his wife these words. Yeah, there's something we can do. That's right. We can keep praying. Yeah. And we can keep getting blood. Yeah. And they ain't missed church because of it. And I know oh, sometimes man. he's so weak he can't come. But he gets on that high octane on Friday. He's here on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's something that. Really stood with me, will stand with me my entire ministry. And Mr. Bishop will never know how it impacted me with what he said. And he, probably, he don't know what I'm fixing to say, but it's true. He'll tell you. When I picked up that big, long scar behind this leg here, went in for surgery on that Monday, didn't come to church Wednesday, still just really out of it. But when I came to church Sunday morning and preached the gospel on crutches, having my foot propped up behind me, this man here right here told me to my face. He said, Preacher, if you can come preach like that and come to the house of God, with the shape that you're in, what in the world's wrong with the rest of us? Amen. That'll always stay with me, brother. And that's true. That's true. Yeah. Listen, I know we have hard times, difficult times. I know we go through things at the house. Listen, do you not think the devil don't get get on my back every Sunday morning? Yeah. You don't think the devil gets on me? Hey, listen, I I, I told my wife, because sometimes it always ended up in a fuss. Sister Lucy on Sunday morning, the youngins ain't ready. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get to the house. She's still in the mirror fixing her hair. Kids still, you know, Jonathan's just now rolling over and burping real good. You know, I'm ready to go out the door. I'm ready to go out the door. And it was beginning just to be a problem for me. And I told her, I said, honey, I said, tell you what. Instead of letting the devil jump on me like that and everybody else, this is the time I'll be leaving every Sunday morning. And if you're not ready... You can just come on in right behind me whenever y'all get ready. I'm fine with that. And if you'll notice, I got two vehicles in the parking lot today. And Jonathan wasn't even at the house to roll over last night. But uh, as Hannah grows older, it takes more time to do her hair for some reason. And she's discovered this thing called makeup. And she's so pretty. I don't know why she wants to put any of it on her face. Yeah. <laughs> huh? And I've told my wife the same thing all week on vacation. You guys, ask, I say, you sure do look pretty tonight. You sure do look pretty today. And then she'll be in there putting all that stuff on her face. Yeah. I'm like, what are you putting that stuff on your face for? <laughs> Who are you trying to impress? She said, well, I just want to look presentable when I go out. I said, Well, honey, you're pretty anyhow, no matter what. And uh, I tell her all the time, I don't get no credit. She don't tell me that, tell people that I say stuff like that. I'm a real loving man. <laughs> to my wife, amen. <laughs> Jesus loves you tonight. We've got reasons to rejoice. You stand tonight if we go to the Lord in prayer, as they come get us a song of invitation. If you'd like to come around this altar and pray, if you've got a need, any need at all, the Lord's here to help you tonight. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we do love you. Thank you for your many blessings. And oh, we do have a big reason to rejoice tonight. And Lord, we just want to just humbly thank you for what you've done for us already. Lord, I pray you'd be with us, minister to us in a special way if there be anyone amongst our midst. That's lost and undone, that needs you, Lord. I pray you'd save them before it's everlasting too late. Lord, there may be some here saved that's grown cold and out of your will, Lord. Bring them back to you tonight, God. Lord, we'll surely give you glory, honor, and praise for what you do. Thank you for your many blessings. In Jesus' name, we do humbly ask. Amen. And amen. Some of you men.